welcome to another exciting episode of the Why I Love Disney podcast. It is March. We are almost to spring, and we are thrilled to be with you right now here with J- David and JD. How you guys doing? What Great, Justin. How you doing? What has been? I'm fantastic, man. Uh, the weather's getting better. It's exciting. Soccer season's here. Lots of things happening. It's been a, it's it's March Madness week. We're moving into a, a conference tournaments. I don't know if you guys are listening, our 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 college basketball fans, but we all are. It's been an incredible weekend already because you may not know, but I know you guys are huge Tar Heel fans. So it's Come a big on. big weekend for it, you guys. It was pretty huge. amazing. <laughs> let the listeners know. Come on, it, it, let them know. Come on, this is so okay. Yeah, we'll give them the rundown. So if anybody knows the whole Tar Heel. UNC, North Carolina versus Duke rivalry. It's one of the biggest, most well-known, hated rivalry between two colleges. Um, so this week, we played each other, and it was Duke's legendary head coach's Coach K, his last home game. Uh, and we faced off, and we <laughs> beat them for the last time, and it was on a their big home, game for us. On their home court. Home court. So we're happy Tar Heels. We've been smiling a little harder this week. It's been great. So I'm a Kentucky fan, so I hate Duke by my nature too. So we common enemies make great friends. And dude, I was texting you guys during the game. Like, I don't know if I've ever been this happy about a game. I actually I actually told somebody, I think I need to see a therapist because I think I was happier with Coach K losing that game that I've ever been for my own team winning. And and that's a little troubling, but man, it was awesome. This The awkward shots in the crowd, there were like 50-something former Duke players there, and they kept showing them in the crowd, and they're all like freaking out. And it just gets more awkward, and you can tell no one thought this was going to happen. Because this isn't like UNC doesn't have one of their best teams they've had in a while. And, yeah. and, and Duke is ranked in the top five. And as it kept going, it looked like this is going to happen. It was like, oh my goodness, this is meltdown yeah. city. And then they had, I watched every second of their ceremony <laughs> for him afterwards too. And there are tears, just pain. <laughs> he yells at everybody like only he can do. It was amazing. If you're a Duke fan, Beautiful. hey, we love, we're thank you for listening, <laughs> but um, we are we are thriving on your pain and your tears. We're drinking your tears. Oh, it was it was, it was I was talking to my dad uh, a couple of nights ago, and he said the whole week before the game, uh, they live in North Carolina. My parents live in North Carolina, and he said the whole week before the game, there was just so much media about it. So much media. My dad was like, "They're building this thing up so much. It's starting to feel like an upset." He said, it's it just, I, he goes, I wouldn't be surprised. He says, they've made so much of a big deal about this. So, for all those people that plan such a big event like that, uh, man, I, I, I think I would have, I think I would have been planning a, a team that I knew for sure <laughs> this is a win before we're going to have a big celebration. That was too close of, or maybe just a tad of humility, <laughs> just a little humility well, would have been yeah. would have been in order. And they did not. They laid it on, and man, it was amazing. Yeah. It was just an amazing. It might be. It might be the greatest regular season win from a team against a rival ever. <laughs> maybe ever. You know it's what I mean? Like there. I can't think. It's you historic. know what I'm saying? Like. How yeah. many? It's it's probably one of the best rivalries out there. There's the Kentucky Louisville, but I would say Duke Carolina is kind of bigger than that. And um, I can't think of many more like huge rivalry games. You know, you think in football, you got Ohio State and Michigan, you got yeah, Florida, Alabama, Florida State, Auburn. Alabama, Auburn. But even that, man, 
regular season win against a rival, you get the 40-year coach, maybe the greatest coach of all time, and get to send him and make him a sore loser in front of everybody, and everybody's crying. His grandkids are crying. It was, I mean, it was like, it couldn't be more perfect. Could not be more perfect. So we're kicking off the week where the great energy, we love Disney, and we love that Duke lost because, um, no. yeah. And, we're, and, and today we're talking about upsets. <laughs> We're going to be we're g- <laughs> upset. Well, it's March Madness. It leads a great segue into what we were going to do today. We have made some brackets. But before we get there, is there any Disney news, um, sound bites, anything, any con- con- um, media you've consumed this week that you guys would like to talk about? Anything you've seen to bring to the table? Yeah, there's not been a ton. I've been kind of watching it, some just park news and things like that. Uh, it seems like the mainstream has just still been coverage on the Galactic Star Cruiser. Uh, it seems like now that it's going to the paid customer, some people are canceling. Uh, some people are reevaluating if they want to go on their trip. Um, but it's been fun to see people who are actually paying for uh, the vacation and seeing their reviews has been. I, really I, I've been I've been pleased with the the reviews that I've seen, uh, even among some people that I thought might give it negative reviews. People are being pretty positive about it. It's just the price. They're just it's like will how maybe. Yeah. Will the will the price hold? Will they be able to keep finding people willing to pay that price, or will they have to bring the price down? Will they have to modify the experience based on you know how long how long can it go? I still I, I thought about it a lot since we talked last week, and I, I it looks really fun. Like I think I think if I was with you know you guys, John David, or we would have a great time. My whole family that would not be their thing. They would not want to run around and play an escape game for, you know, forty-eight hours. So it, and maybe even if it's just b- because of Star Wars. So if it was a different IP, my whole family might do it. But I think it's the pacing of the event. It seems pretty busy and intense, and so you're you're going nonstop. And so uh, for that, I I'm not sure unless it was just a couple of us going. Whether I and, and and the price. Well, I'm rooting for a slowdown and a lower yeah. price point. I'm, I'm rooting I have, for a I've, lower price yeah. point. I, I think that yeah. would be the thing. Would be watch, watch and see if it holds out, and then see if it becomes more affordable. I don't know, but it got good reviews. I'm 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 glad it's not a uh, oh this is the worst thing they've ever done. You know, I'm glad it's not getting those. So. No, no cringe, not much cringe. I do. I, so you you would say both of you guys and what you've seen that the reviews have been net positive for the experience from what I've seen. I mean, I think there's always a crowd that's going to find negative. But from from people that I've seen that have gone, uh, the reviews have been good. Again, yeah. it comes back. People go. It was really good. Uh, and even people have said there's so much to do that if you do it again, you're going to have a different experience because you can't see you can't even see all the drama play out. Things happen in different places, so each time you go, you might see different things. But uh, who, who's going to pay that price multiple times? But I, I, I do think there will be a crowd that loves it so much that they probably will. If you know, if they have the money, that there'll be some people that it'll be their favorite thing. Just like, hey, everything has everything has somebody thinks it's the best. You know, so there could still be some people that will, yeah. this will be the greatest new thing. Uh, I, I, a lot of talk of people saying like, this will change. This will change how theme parks are done. This will change how attractions are done. So 
we'll see see how Universal responds if we yeah. get a Harry Potter version. And somebody said, I heard multiple people talking about, you know, will there be a Marvel version? And I mean, you know, some kind of Marvel Universe mm. hotel. Which I think, yeah, that'd be really cool. And Harry Potter, that would be really cool. And Universal's done a great job with Harry Potter land. Uh, but two things to consider with the Star Cruiser is one, I mean, we've always talked about the only negative is that price point. Um, what's going to happen after the hype has kind of spanned out and it's just normal people saving up for a vacation? How much are they enjoying it and saying it's worth it? And two, um, the people who are going right now are the biggest Disney, biggest Star Wars fans that were like, I'm going to do whatever it mm-hmm. takes to be the first one on this. So it will be interesting when you just have the father and son or father and kids or, you know, the big Star Wars fans in the family. Uh, how do they enjoy it? Who Like those that middle class that just has to save up for vacations. It will be. Great thoughts all the way around. Um, I did see, a, I, for me, I just saw this article this week um, that I wanted to run by you guys. It was, um, I, I think it was posted by uh, Walt Disney uh, World News Today. And um, it talked about um, Disney CFO Christine McCarthy was at uh, the Morgan Stanley's um, technology and media conference and was talking about the parks and what they're doing there. And uh, she was asked about park capacity. Um, She said the parks are not yet back to their normal capacity. And she also said, I want to get your thoughts on this, that attendance levels will not be returning to what they were pre-pandemic. She says that they're managing things differently and they have no intentions for the attendance attendance to be the same as what it was pre-pandemic. What do you think about that? Hmm. That's interesting. So she's saying that they're not going to accept as many people as they used to, like they'll cut people off. Uh, I'm going to quote from the article. It says, when asked about park capacity, McCarthy said the parks are not yet back to their normal capacity. She said attendance levels will not be returning to what they were pre-pandemic. According to McCarthy, Disney is, quote, managing things differently now. With Disney's new reservation system, the company is able to track how many guests are going through the parks each day, which allows for better better crowd management. McCarthy stated that Disney does, quote, not want to have the parks busting at the seams. When parks aren't overwhelmingly crowded, guests have a more enjoyable time and are more likely to spend more money. What do you think about that? Well, okay, so I love the sound of that. That sounds wonderful, but that contradicts Every experience I've had the past probably three times I've gone to the park, it has been hustling and bussing and trying to maneuver around people in stores. I mean, that, I mean, me and dad went, me and McKay went, and um, first for the first time left the park because it was just so overwhelming uh, for rides and restaurants and everything. So that sounds wonderful. I, I would actually probably prefer that they would cut off attendance so the the day was more enjoyable but i don't know when that's how you that's going to be that. truly implemented. let me ask you this if it's true that there are fewer people in the park than there were before and your experience is that it seems more crowd crowded what do you think let's assume that that's correct that the numbers are lower and you are experiencing that it's more crowded what do you think is it that that's attributed to I think they still haven't hired um, a, a hat. Like I, they have so much more hiring they could do. I don't know if it's because 
not a lot of people are wanting to work right now or if they just don't want to pay workers or how I don't know that whole process. But when you look at shows and just the little things of having cast members walk around and uh, would entertain little pockets of uh, customers throughout the day, you see way less of it that you would see uh, pre-pandemic. Uh, there's way less shows. I mean, Fantasmic, we've talked about Fantasmic a lot. That's still not back, and that would hold how many people at night? Uh, that would open the floodgates for people to ride so many rides. Um, there are less show times, even though they've brought back a lot of shows. Um, they're doing less of them. Uh, it's just all those little things that kind of add up, and it's just it's putting a lot of emphasis on just riding rides, uh, which is, again, it might be a strategic plan for Genie Plus. Uh, to implement that system, uh, I'm not really sure, but definitely, just when you look, go to the parks, there's it's really just all right. I can watch a couple of shows maybe, but besides that, it's ride rides and eat some snacks instead of just okay. I'm gonna watch parades, which I do see they are bringing some parades back. Which yeah, the, the the thing about the reservation system, the way I understand it and and have and have experienced it is that if they know there's 50,000 people in the park have reservations that day or 80,000 people in the park they know how to they know how to staff the park for that size crowd how many shows they need what restaurants they need uh, you know like the last time we were there uh, Friars Nook wasn't open and that kind of, I was like, that, I was, there was a treat there that I, it was a special 50th anniversary treat, but it was closed. I didn't expect it to be closed, but it was closed that day. Obviously they didn't think they needed that. I don't know how, you know, they can, they can schedule things and, and close things as they need to. And I think some of the, some of that contributes to the lines. If certain things are open, they're going to be, you know, for that size crowd, it just, it's just it's less less open for the size crowd, so it always feels it always feels equally crowded. With what, how many, however many people are there? Does that make sense? That's what I. That was my experience. Was yeah. I feel like even if I come here at a time when it's not supposed to be as crowded, they've they've maneuvered the park to fit the crowd, and so which is good for them because they're not wasting money. They don't want to show fireworks to a small crowd. They want to, they, they, that's a lot of money. They have to, you know, so things like that, they want to make sure if they're show, if they're doing a Mickey's fun fair show in front of the castle, that people are watching it or, or it's not cost effective for them. I guess my, my, my concern would be it like, like JD said, it sounds good in theory. Fewer people in the park means a better experience, but it's, it's really not a better experience if half the restaurants are closed, Right. right? Because that disperses the people. It just kind of keeps everybody on top of each other doing the same attractions and going to the same restaurants. Um, maybe we're still in the post-pandemic kind of kind of the um, flushing out of what's going to happen. Maybe hiring is still an issue. Uh, there's all sorts of things, you know, that could be in consideration here. But I hope, and we've seen, you know, portion size smaller more strategic, like you said, David, more strategic um, um, labor practices, um, which is all great for the bottom line, but not necessarily, that doesn't necessarily translate to the guest experience. And and from what you guys are telling me from firsthand, JD having been there now, you know, half a dozen times post-pandemic or more, um, I think they still have some, it sounds to me like they still have some work to do to, to translate that smaller park number into margins, into great guest experience. Because I think we'd all 
be willing to pay a tiny bit more for a, like a park all to ourselves, right? Where it seemed like nobody was there. You'd feel like you got more value in that that regard. But if it doesn't feel like that and you're paying more, then it can get a little annoying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Disney is all about it's all about time management. When you're when you think about what you're spending and how many times you're in, how many hours you're in the park, if you start figuring out how many hours you actually spend in line, it can start feeling like, whoo, was this was this really worth it? Because I spent a lot of time. So that's what you don't want to feel like. You want to feel like that you you got a lot of value and it wasn't all in lines. Yeah, absolutely. But hey, well, I'll also say um, this is that we've over the course, if you, you go back and watch the Imagineering story, I mean, over the course of history, different administrations have had different uh, uh you know, focuses and the way they run things and how they do things. And, you know, to say this is the way we do things now could change at any point that, you know, leadership changes again. And it will change again at some point. You just, it, you, it, they're, they're very, they seem very uh, cost effect, cost conscientious of everything they do right now. And the, 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 which is, which is, I understand that. The sad thing is, we always seem to know it. It always seems to kind of, you, you, you kind of know what's going on. You know, I don't want to know, I don't want to know that much information. <laughs> I, I wish they wouldn't well, give away so much think, uh, information without thinking about what they're doing. Well, it's, it's a publicly traded company. And I think that too is like, they have to justify to shareholders what's happening and kind of explain themselves to keep their jobs. But I also wanted to bring up this other kind of like elephant in the room that is, you know, we just got out of the pandemic, things were rocking and rolling. And now if you watch the stock market, man, it's like uh, things are things are not going. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world. Matter of fact, the sanctions um, with the situation in Ukraine, the sanctions that, that the United States government has placed on Russia and some of its allies, um, mainly Russia, you know, Disney even has pulled the plug on, on content in Russia. Um, the, and it's not so much the direct impact of these companies that are stepping out of Russia to, to um, satisfy the sanctions and the, our laws, um, but it's it's that the ramifications of sanctions have a global impact already. You know, gas is four dollars a gallon where I live. Very likely, will be setting records daily for the next few weeks, if not months. Um, we are I, there. There's there's a world in which. We are on the precipice of the air coming out of this um, recovery right. and the, going into a global uh, worldwide recession. Um, and and when that happens, man, uh, all the it's game on with these companies trying to figure out how to continue making money. It's not now about trying to how to capture users that are stuck at home trying to stay well. Now it's just people's pocket don't have the money they used to have. Um, discretionary mm-hmm. income goes down. And it's one thing in the United States, another thing from an international audience that comes and travels to to Disney, right? So many people take, you know, huge vacations and spend two weeks or, or so in Florida at the parks and, um, you know, with travel restrictions and other things coming up for all sorts of geopolitical reasons um, that could have a huge effect on what happens from here on out. And I, I don't think we've always been actually we were kind of. Before the pandemic happened, we were talking about what could happen if there was a pandemic. And we, we kind of, I think, have good antennas for this sort of stuff. And I hope I'm not, I'm not, um, um, 
you know, getting ahead of things. And I really hope it doesn't end up bad, but it could. And there's a, there's a probability, a small probability, but a decent probability that it will. What do you guys it's think about that? It's definitely, I can't believe, I can't believe that history is unfolding like we, like we're seeing that this, that in 2022, this can be happening. It's just, it's just yeah. unbelievable. Um, I mean, not that you didn't see the potential, but that it would actually in this, in this time, in this age that you would still see this kind of thing trying to unfold. It's just, it's, it's hard to know. I mean, we, we've not experienced anything like this in 80 years, you know? So, I mean, this is, yeah. I mean, we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of unrest in certain parts of the world, but this, this, to see it coming from this perspective at this time is just, I don't even, I can't even, I can't begin to guess what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I mean, like you guys have said, it's kind of the same as the pandemic where, where the pandemic started, we were like, no way they're actually going to shut us down for, for two weeks and shut things down. And then that happens. So when you see all this stuff going on with Russia and Ukraine, you're like, no way, this is all talk. Nothing's really going to happen. And then you see it and you're like, no way. Just like you said, dad, you're looking at it and you're like, how can this be happening? Like you think we would have so many preventions and so many things that would uh, stop stuff like this from happening. But that's where we just got to hope and, and keep loving what we're loving, keep loving Disney and hoping that nothing affects it. <laughs> well, I think too, it's really important to kind of kind of balance that out with there's a human cat toll that's being waged and people suffering, right? Yeah. So on one hand, it's kind of that question of is sports and entertainment and Disney Plus, is that escape? Is this a good thing that we need or is it frivolous? Do sometimes mm. we just don't have problems enough that it, our problems are so minuscule that we can argue about the price of Star Wars, you know, Galactic Cruiser, right? <laughs> Star Cruiser and, and how much that is when, you know, people have oh, real yeah. problems in the world right now that, you know, we haven't seen in a while. So I do, it's not that I feel guilty at all, but at the same time, we need these escapes. And Disney has provided those for years through World War II. And David, you could talk to the history of that too, just how things have come out. And, and Walt Disney was all about giving people uh, escape and kind of optimism and hope throughout these different times in our history. And hopefully they can continue to do that. So, when we, you know, when we talk about like just crushing the profit numbers, you know, it's bigger than that. It's storytelling. It's, 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 um, it's, it, I think Disney is a great beacon of what America is, what our freedom has, has brought that creators can create, right. that writers can write, that singers can sing and songwriters can can make songs and they can build this place in the middle of a swamp in central Florida that's kind of a beacon of like optimism and hope and storytelling and creativity that people from all over the world have been inspired by. And I don't think that, I think that's something to, I don't think that's something to shy away from in, in these well, moments that it does feel weird <laughs> talking about it sometimes when people are suffering, but at the same time, man, you know, um, it brings a lot of hope and joy yeah, to the world. I think world even back, uh, you know, during the Depression, the Great Depression, through World War II, through those really difficult times, people have always turned to the movies. Uh, and even when they didn't have money to spend on other things, was, people found a way to get a ticket to go to the movies and escape for a little bit. So I am, uh, you know, I think that's what the king, you know, a magic kingdom is all about is giving you a place just for a little while where you can shut the world out. That's why it's designed that way. You can't see the, you can't see the 
outside world when you're in there. And that's what, what movies do. They give you that just a respite, a little, a little break from, uh, you know, everything that's going on all the time in the world. Absolutely. Well, our, our thoughts and prayers are with the people of yes. Ukraine and service people all over the world who are who are trying to figure out what to do next. And our leaders, we're praying for wisdom for them. And I hope our listeners will join us in that. Um, but to transition, we, we do have, speaking of movies, I've got this big list of movies right here from all time. All right. So we went through, it's in the spirit of March Madness, we thought we'd take a little bit of time here and, and actually kind of hash out and make a tournament bracket of the greatest Disney movies of all time. We went to Box Office Mojo, and we found a f- inflation-adjusted all-time highest-grossing movies, and we have ranked them and put them and seeded them into a into – actually, I'm using the CBS – I might not be able to show this. I might get pulled. The CBS tournament bracket into four regions, um, seeded one, so the highest – grossing movie of all time gets the number one overall seed and there's four number one seeds and they go to the final four and we thought we would go through this tournament right now and see this showdown to see who is the greatest disney movie of all time what is the greatest movie disney movie of all time and i know there's gonna be a lot of controversy there already has been even talking about how to do this (laughs) hey just and and to make sure i think that to make sure people understand that the the this ranking is these brackets are based on box office uh, results yeah, over over time over you know adjusted for inflation so that you know w- w- there, there was a time when tickets were a dollar now they're you know that's what that means that things have been the scale has been equal out so that you can really see what movies earned the most money and if you'd like to see it for yourself um we'll have jd add to the show yeah. notes a link to the box box office mojo is a fantastic site where you can get all sorts of movie stats from domestic worldwide whatever but the the top 200 all-time highest grossing movies um of all not just disney of all movies adjusted for inflation and we went through and picked out there's enough disney on there that we filled up almost an entire actually there's about 60 there's probably 66 there were two extra that were didn't <laughs> get on games. here those two were um, what were Zootopia. they? Um, Zootopia was the last one, and was there a- Iron Man two? Iron Man two. That was the other one. Yes. So those are the last oh. two that didn't make it. They would be playing in, like they were on the bubble, <laughs> and they did not make it. So, <laughs> in the spirit, are you guys ready to do this? Are you guys ready to do, oh. this? do it? Hey, just a little preparation for you guys. I'm in a business law college class right now, so I'm ready to debate. And to get my picks. To the well, just level. just, just right. as a disclaimer, I don't I don't like to compare uh, apples to oranges. I don't like compete. I don't like comparing Marvel to Star Wars or choosing Star Wars between animation. They don't mix to me. But we're gonna. Today I'm gonna go with you. Day. I'm gonna I'm go with sure. you. I'm pretty sure David has had the most anxiety about this, knowing that we were going to do this. And we've already had some debates about this, too. So this should be fun. I hope you guys stick with us. And and again, um, Dave, uh, John David's going to um, post this on Instagram if you want to see the bracket for yourself and maybe print it out and make your own yeah. you know, kind of notes on here, too. Um, are you guys ready? So here we go. We're going to start in the East okay. bracket. The, let me tell you the four number one seeds in each of the brackets. Number one all time is the original 1977 Star Wars. George Lucas, uh, Luke Skywalker, the original Star Wars is the highest grossing um, Disney movie of all time. The, 
If you're wondering, the highest grossing movie of all time adjusted for inflation is Gone with the Wind. But Star Wars is next, and that's number one in our bracket here. Um, the second overall number one seed um, in that we're going to in the South region is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. The other number one seed in the West, this is the third overall, was another Star Wars movie, um, The Force Awakens. This is the J.J. Abrams reboot that's newer. And then the other... Um, this is this surprised me, but the other number one seed in the Midwest region is 101 Dalmatians, the original animated um, from 19, 1961. Uh, what year was that, David, um, I'm 61. 1961. All right, so here we go. And now we'll start with the East region. Let's just go through the East region and get to the the first two rounds. All right, we'll do the first round. Let's do the first round of all of it. Here we <laughs> yeah. go. All right, all right. Here we go. East region. It, we have the number one seed, Star Wars. Number one overall seed. And it is taking the 16 seed, Inside Out. Pixar movie, <laughs> Inside Out. This is a weird matchup. But Inside Out was fantastic, man. It had, you know, it had all the... I thought it was one of the more creative... One of my favorite Pixar movies. Probably my top five Pixar movie lists. Um, I, I hate that it, it snuck in. It's like a, a, a mid-major that snuck in here and had a Cinderella run. And now it's up mm -hmm. against the number one overall seed, what do you guys think? Well, man, that's a tough one. Inside Out is one of my favorite Pixar films. Um, but, I mean, Star Wars is, it's Star Wars. It's its uh, such a major film. I, I'm going to have to go with Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I concur that it's got to be Star Wars. Again, what you guys have said, Inside Out, probably uh, the most Pixar movie that really makes you feel and like your heart is in it. Uh, so I love that. Not a lot of movies can really make you feel, especially in animation. So love it. Uh, give it all the credit, but uh, got to go Star Wars. I agree. Star Wars. However, however, this 16 seed, it was a closer game than you thought. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They covered. Oh, yeah. They covered. So if you were betting on this, Inside Out got it. But Star Wars moves on, but it's a closer game. They're very, very well respected. They're set up for the future for another run next year. All right, I'm moving yeah. Star and I, Wars I, on. I would love to see here. more from Inside Out. That's one that I think I, they could come back and do more with that yeah. one. I agree. They have a great recruiting class coming in. I think that they have a, lot, a great future ahead of them. Yeah. Um, all right. In the East, we'll go to the 8-9 game. All right. The 8-9. Actually, let's go to the 2-15 game. Let's go okay. to the bottom of the bracket. In the East, it's Star Wars Return of the Jedi okay. versus, this is going to surprise everybody, Armageddon. Armageddon, the Bruce Willis, the, where they fight them, they save Earth from the meteor. You know, they go and they drill the meteor in space. I'm telling you, you guys are shaking your head and laughing. I love Armageddon. <laughs> it was I a love high, Armageddon. It was a high-grossing movie, but it didn't get great uh, critical acclaim, I don't believe, either. So, I'm not... Dang. But it had the awesome Aerosmith soundtrack. <laughs> it, um, it, this was a this was a this was a Touchstone Pictures to uh, film that came out. In, was it like 1998? Was that like so? Uh, yep. Yeah, it's uh, most people would Actually, probably don't even remember that as a Disney movie. If you're in the Disney Movie Club and you get the list of DVDs and Blu-rays, you've probably seen that there and wondered like, what is that doing in there? Most people don't realize Disney's yeah. involved in that. Well, at all. there's a, I mean, that whole era of Michael Eisner, the 90s, all the touchstone films, I don't think there are many that actually made it onto this list, but this one creeped in. So I think it made like five, 500 and some million dollars in its initial run. So it was a, it was a pretty big film. But you're voting uh, for 
Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Return of the Jedi. All right, JD. Yeah, I gotta go. I'm sorry, Dustin. I, I'll have to go with the Star Wars Armageddon. Okay, listen. Not my, not my forte. Not really my generation. As okay, much. I got you. But Ben Affleck, Steve Buscemi, yes. Um, yes. Bruce Willis, Liv Tyler. Uh, it was an all-star cast, and yeah. that soundtrack was underrated. And this is another weird story. In 98, like, I believe, I don't think it was my wife and I's first date. Our first date movie that we saw was Hope Floats, if you remember that movie, with Harry Connick Jr. Um, uh, but we, this might have been the second movie we saw together, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And wow. so I'm a little sim- s- sentimental yeah. about it. You know, spoiler alert, Bruce Willis dies at the end, saving humanity. But, <laughs> but Return of the Jedi, to me, is the is the greatest Star Wars movie of all time of all of them, and it was the first movie I saw in a theater as a kid. So Return of the Jedi for me too. Moving on, the two seed beats of fifteen, and it wasn't really close. It was about what the Vegas thought. All right, <laughs> um, all right. Next, next, next is um, the three seed um, in the East region. It's Star another Star Wars Star Wars oh Episode gosh. One. The fan man, all those Star Wars movies are up there in box office. Um, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Versus, interesting, Spider-Man Far From Home. Far From Home. Gosh, that's a tough one for me. Wow. Give you guys just a second to think about it. While you're thinking, I'll go ahead and tell you, um, Far From Home is the one that we're in in Paris, right? They get Homecoming, then Far From Home, then No Way Home was the newest one, right? That's right. Far From Home was great, and it was key to the Marvel. But I'm going to say, I have a little bit of nostalgia for The Phantom Menace. I own every single one of the Episode One action figures. They're still in my parents' uh, basement in the original packaging. So I'm going with The Phantom Menace. Okay. Uh, Let me go next then, because, yeah, love. I love – well, I enjoy both of these movies. Um. Ah, I'm just trying to think. For the franchise, Phantom of the Men- Phantom Menace goes lower on my totem pole. Probably one of the lowest of the Star Wars. It's most um, people, yeah. yeah. the prequel. Uh, and man, I I really enjoy Far From Home. I All mean, right. Mephisto. I mean, that whole the whole movie, getting to see them in Europe. Uh, Spider Man's Tom Holland suits. Uh, we're really cool in this movie, so I think I'm going to have to go with No Way Home. One to one. David is a tie-breaking right. vote right here. Who moves uh, on? going to go through? I'm going to pick Inside Out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 hey, this is this is kind of a, uh, you know, I don't – the one thing I don't have for the um, for the prequels is nostalgia for them. Like, I, I wish – that's what I want to find again. I want to – I need to go back through the whole thing and – and it, you know, I just that era uh, wasn't about the whether I liked the movie or not. I just don't have that nostalgic pull. I probably have more Spider-Man nostalgia because you know JD and our family. We all watched those together, and we didn't watch all of Phantom, all those prequels together. So, but if I was mm-hmm. going to go watch one right now, just because I want to see it again. I have to say, I think it would be Spider-Man Far From Home. Wow. Here we All go. right, and Spider-Man was, moving and, on. The three and it, was, was a it just seems so important to setting up No Way Home. I mean, you know, if nothing else, it set that one up, and that's one of my very favorites. So, 
I could kind of see that coming, so I'm not going to call that a buzzer beater <laughs> or an upset. Um, but that no, Spider Man was the no, that is an upset. That's a 14 over a three, so he is the upset. Oh wow! Oh heck wow. yeah! So that's okay, a big upset. Big upset right off the bat. All right, moving on. We gotta we gotta kind of go quick. There's a lot. a lot of games to get to. This may be a multi part <laughs> multi part. Uh, um, all right, so we're in, still in the East region. The four seed, the Jungle Book. Let me make sure this is not the uh, which one, yeah. The what year this was? Because there's, there's, we have two of them on here. Um, I know my answer either way. Oh no, no, I, no, I no! I, I, too, no, I read actually. it wrong. Let's Never. I, this is 1967. 1967. So this is the original Jungle Book, um, and it's going <laughs> up against Marvel uh, Civil War. Civil War. God, gosh! All right, so David's already over. I see David. Like, like, how do you oh, compare no. that? How do you oh, compare no. that? That's like David knows what's bread coming. or potatoes. I mean, they're like they're the same, but they're not. <laughs> All right, who the wants only thing to start that, this only, th- only thing, only thing that comparative months. about these two things is that they're both movies. <laughs> <laughs> Not, nothing they're else. Disney movies. Okay, they're both Disney movies. Nothing else is is even comparable. All right, I, I'm going to start. I'm going Civil War because that of all of the Marvel movies, like of the ones in prior to Infinity War and Endgame, Civil War has the most new characters, the most plot lines intersecting. It's where everything kind of goes and sets everything up. Black Panther's first appearance is there. I believe, isn't Scarlet Witch and Vision's first kind of, or they showed up? That's Ultron. Um, Ultron, gotcha. But it's Spider-Man's first appearance as well. Spider-Man's as well. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm going to go uh, Civil War. Uh, And I know it's biased, and I know Disney Pure, I, I get it. Like, I, I respect the Jungle Book. Matter of fact, the re-release of this Jungle Book movie in the 80s, I saw right around the, when, I, when I was a kid. It was a big um, impression on me, too. So, it's hard, but I'm going Civil War. Dad, you no, you're going to go, you're gonna go next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've got to go. I've got to go with Civil War. Because just like Dustin... Um, I love it because it it shows some of my favorite new Marvel characters for its time, uh, but it also has the original six. It's got the original, uh, you know, Avengers and Captain America. He's my favorite Avenger, so I love movies where he has good time on the screen. All right, so well, I'm gonna go Civil War. So it's, it's already moving on. on. Now the question is: Is David? I'm gonna. gonna dis- <laughs> I'm going to dissent. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the reason right. why. Uh, actually, Civil War is uh, is one of my favorite uh, Marvel movies for that for the reason you brought up, Dustin. Although it's it's one of the heaviest, it feels like all they do is argue the whole movie. It's so it's not it's not really like as uplifting as some of them. But I will argue for the Jungle Book. The one, if if nothing else, was that it's the first movie that was released after Walt Disney died. And if it had not been a box office smash that's still on this list today, uh, we probably wouldn't be here talking right now because animation probably would have faded away. They were already talking about phasing it out, and uh, that and a couple others uh, hits keep them on the keep them afloat. So for that reason, if nothing else, I'm going to give a give a vote well, for importance to Jungle Book. 
we should have let you go first to make the argument because yeah. I kind of saw this coming. But I will say, I will say that this is an upset because the Jungle Book was yeah. the four seed. It's made a lot of money, like it, a lot of staying power. So a lot of there. Mm. Another upset though. That's a thirteen over a four. Civil War's moving on. Let's go Maybe to the five. The five twelve, the five twelve um, matchup. Which, if you know college basketball, a twelve always beats a five. Twelve always beats a five, right? So here we go. The number five, Sleeping Beauty, mm. and it's going to go up against. This is actually a pretty interesting <laughs> matchup. Like at twelve five, Captain Marvel. Oh, Captain Marvel and Sleeping Beauty. Okay, David, go for it, man. Take it. Uh, well, uh, I'm going to go. I probably have. I was probably one of the few people that complained the least about Captain Marvel, but um, I would rather. I would rather. I'm going to have to give this one to Sleeping Beauty. I'm going to let an animated win, just because. Uh, again, it it stands alone. Artistically, it stands alone. Even though it might not be my favorite story, it stands alone stylistically from anything else Disney ever did. You've got a great villain with Maleficent, um, a good cast all, all the way around. So I'm going to go with that one uh, because of the staying power. I think it's going to outlive the staying power of Captain Marvel. It's, it's yeah. iconic. Yeah, D- JD, you're next, man. Go ahead. Yeah, I would go right off that and say I would also, kind of a shocker, but I would say Sleeping Beauty um, because a classic, classic Disney princess, so she gets points for that. And as far as watching princess movies, you know, growing up with sisters, every once in a while I had to watch a princess (laughs) movie in the car or something. And I actually enjoyed watching Sleeping Beauty a little bit more than some of the others because it had some more action. You know, it had... uh, Prince Philip, I believe, fighting, uh, you know, this dragon. And it was it was just more action-packed and, and fun for a, a young uh, me to watch. And I think that gives it more of a significance than Captain Marvel because I just really – I it it's not very likely that I'm going to sit down and be like, oh, yeah, let me put on Captain Marvel. Well, it's unanimous. I'm going to say Sleeping Beauty also. Um, Sleeping Beauty's iconic. It's all over the parks, right? It's just, it, you think, uh, you think. Sleeping she's got Beauty a castle, Beauty, right? You sleep. <laughs> yeah, she's got a castle. And I, I actually don't hate Captain Marvel, the movie, but I love everything about the movie except for Captain Marvel. So for that reason, Sleeping Beauty, unanimous, moving on. The five beats the 12. That's a favorite winning. All right, now we got, we're getting into the closer matchups here. We got a six. Where's the six seed here? Um, these number. All right. Oh, this is a good one. This is a really good one. All right. Six seed Finding Nemo versus eleven seed Monsters Inc. We got two animated movies going. This is a. This is a more. This is more like what I would rather be comparing. I wish I at that time. I wish I had seen these two <laughs> coming up against each other because this is a. This is a real comparison. I don't know, guy. One of you guys got to go first. I can go first on this one. Uh, first thought when I compare the two, uh, again, I'm just thinking if I sat on the couch right now and got on Disney plus and picked one, which one would I rather watch? And which one is just more significant to the Disney franchise? And I'm leaning towards more monsters Inc. As far as just enjoyable, um, the one that will let me, uh, laugh or chuckle more. 
I, I love both of these movies, but the one that I think more fondly of is Monsters Inc. And I, and I and another aspect is some people really don't care for Monsters University, but I, I did enjoy it. I, I did like that inside of the prequel of the friendship between Sully and Mike Wazowski. I, I enjoyed it. All right, David. Well, it's a tough one. I think there's uh, Finding Nemo has uh, is more. I mean, if you're if you're a parent and you've experienced that, it's 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 just different because you know what it's like to let your kids grow up. If you've not really experienced that, that is like the soul of the movie is letting go of your kid. And I think even the first times I saw the movie, my kids weren't grown up yet, so I didn't. I didn't feel that as I went back and watched it in the past few years. It's like, wow, this is pretty amazing. One funny thing about this movie is when my kids were little and John David was little, we never let them see the opening scene. We would always stick the movie in and, and hit next. So it just started with Nemo waking up in the morning and him going, get ready for school. And the movie actually works great. You don't need to see that horrible opening scene where the mom dies and all the trauma, you don't see any of that. You still get the whole gist that, you know, you got to let go. But, uh, we, we, we'd gone on a date night and the, the baby's <laughs> JD's like, wait a second. The, the mom the, dies. The, well, they knew wait, she had what? died. They just <laughs> never seen it. And the babysitter <laughs> put the movie in and didn't know to skip. And my kids were all like staring <laughs> wide eyed at the screen as they watch this murder in front of, you know, of the, of the poor fish mom. But, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for all the trauma it caused. I'm going to go with monsters Inc. <laughs> I'm going to oh, go wow. with monsters. Inc. Okay. I, I, for, for I sure tricked thought you. you were going to say, tricked you. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let yeah. nostalgia <laughs> win out. I, it, it, it's, it's one of my favorites. It makes, it's one of the one that truly makes me laugh. All the time. Me too. Mm -hmm. I agree. I'm, I'm in total agreement. I hate that for I Finding Nemo because I think it's kind of yeah. iconic and probably a yeah. bigger movie and probably, like you said, a little more meaningful. But man, Monsters, Inc. was so creative. Well and it's, it, there is a good, there's a good, there's good, uh, great message there too. You know, um, I, I loved everything about it. And so I'm, I'm unanimous with you guys. Monsters, Inc. is moving That's on. a tough. That's an 11 that's seat a tough over one. a 6. So minor that's a upset. tough one. That's a tough one. But Finding Nemo getting bounced in the first round, like, like, can it is, it is, it is. I, and I will still say, if I had to rank them on what I thought ugh, was artistically the best, I might, I would, I might have to pull for, I would probably give it to Nemo, but I'm going to go with my nostalgia on this one. All right. Well, moving on to the 7 10 game, the 7 10 matchup. This is interesting. We got the seven seed is Star Wars. Rogue One okay. versus the 10 seed Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Okay. Which is the that first. Get that right. Which I is the very the first. That's the first Pirates. So okay. yeah, that's right. there's yeah, that's no the contest one. to me. I'm going Black Pearl. Okay. Um, uh, well, let me go next because yeah, I'm going ahead. Rogue One. Okay. I will say... Even Return of the Jedi is my favorite because I saw it first. But I think Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie, period, of all of them. The best acting, the, the most intense storyline, it's incredible. Like, incredible. And because of that, I would vote Rogue One. So one for Rogue One. David's on the Pirates. Now JD gets to choose. 
Okay. Well, I'm going to think out loud for one moment. So it's a tough choice for me. It's definitely a good competition. I will have to say Star Wars Rogue, uh, Rogue One. I watched it for the first time. Didn't love it. Um, kind of thought there's so many stories of Star Wars. Why would you show this? But I watched it again, watched it a third time. And now I really enjoy it. And now I, I've kind of uh, discovered more of the significance. So I really like Rogue One. But my struggle here is I enjoy the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, but Black Pearl is my all-time favorite. It's the first one. It started the franchise. Um, Johnny Depp's the youngest. All of the cast is just young and hilarious. So even though it's really hard, I think I have to go with Black Pearl uh, for Pirates of the Caribbean. And I also think, too, like Pirates is a, it's a ride in the park. You know, yeah. it was, that first movie was great. It really is. And if it wasn't up against Rogue One, I'd vote for it too. So Pirates mm-hmm. is moving on. That is um, that is an upset, a 10 over a 7, not a big upset. So the last wow. one in the East, first round of the East region is an, a, the 8-9 game. So this is like the, just toss a coin, flip them. You ready? Where are we? The 8 no. seed. Okay. Star, we're, we're in the East region, 8-9 game. Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. So that, that's the final one, right? Yeah, that's the last one. Yeah. The one yeah, well, that's most yeah, recent crazy. one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> versus Swiss Family Robinson. Crazy. Okay, I can I can go first for this one. All right, go for um, it. This is going to be a hot take, very hot take. Um, uh, okay, I'm going to go with Swiss Family Robinson. Uh, this is the this is the old 1960 uh, big house. Yeah, in the jungle. Yeah. Uh, David's just looking like a proud <laughs> papa down there. On the- <laughs> I actually, I I really loved watching this movie when I was young. And the whole idea of having this house in the jungle and swinging and having a bed in the sky, it was really cool. And I really, really loved it. And I watched it so many times. Um, and Rise of Skywalker... Ah, I wanted it to be so good. But the ending, the more and more I watch the ending, I'm just so sad that they finished it like that. Um, for, for some reason, we could do a whole episode on just the rise of Skywalker. So I'm going to leave it at that. But I think Swiss we Harry have, Robinson actually, gets my pick. I think it's like episode 17 or something <laughs> like that. We did, uh, right. before you were with us, JD, you can check that out. <laughs> when you, okay. I, all right, so Swiss Family Robinson. That's, that's I'm going to let you go, Dustin. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> this is going to surprise you too, but I'm going to say Swiss Family Robinson also. Okay. And and for all the reasons you said, and I actually think the one of the more underrated parts of the Disney parks attractions is that treehouse. I, mm. I when I was a kid, I used to love, and there's never really a line. You just get to walk through. I used to love going mm-hmm. through that thing, man. Um, and so, and then I actually recently during the pandemic, we watched it with the family and they loved it too. They thought it was awesome. Then they're inspired. I want to go build a tree house, you know, that kind of thing. It holds up all this time later. And I, I actually liked rise of Skywalker. Um, I think it suffers from trying to, um, fix a lot of problems from the second movie. Uh, um, so it's not as great as it could have been. So even though I liked it, I, I'm going to just let Swiss family met Robinson, um, uh, move on. Well, I'm probably going to surprise you, but I say, you know, the relationship of Kylo Ren and Ray is just so iconic. I'm kidding. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Was- it surprises me that we're going to let a Star Wars uh, movie uh, lose just with Family Robinson. But I did watch it a while back in the pandemic too, and was again surprised that it it really holds up. Like it's it's one of those if even if you it's before my time, but it even even for my generation to see other you know, younger people, I think when you go back and watch it, it, it somehow really, it stands the test of time. So yeah, I'll go with you. I it just rise of Skywalker so just wasn't me. my favorite. And I know, again, I know so many star Wars movies are going to end up in the top. So I'm going to, I'm going to let that one go. One yeah. gets bounced. This is yeah, like so UNC Asheville. <laughs> you know, there's so yeah. many, <laughs> <laughs> so many UNCs. Yeah. That's funny. But we probably do have a lot of listeners that are like, what the heck is Swiss Family Robertson? But it is on Disney Plus. So anyone who's well, like, I don't know what Swiss Family we? Robertson is. I Robinson. have no idea what that is. Robinson. Robinson. <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> I'm having messing with you, man. Okay. Robertsons. Yeah. Meet the Robertsons. There's <laughs> no, that's Robinson, um, too. All right. So, yeah. Oh, is it really? Oh. oh. Well, how about that? All right, so that's the East round one. We got to pick up the pace to get through round one. So let's move down to the South region, round one. Here we go. You ready? Number one seed, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves against number 16, The Incredibles. First Incredibles. That's a tough one, too. That's like uh, comparing Snow White to a Marvel movie. It's a, I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Incredibles hands down. It's my favorite. Uh, it's my favorite Pixar movie. I know Snow White has so much significance, um, but I'm gonna let you guys plead the case for that. I'm on I'm on Team Incredibles. Okay, so let me point out too that even though this is the second number one seed overall, that Star Wars was the first. So if you're talking pure Disney movie, right? Disney Studio released originally. You know, Disney bought Lucasfilms and the Star Wars rights later. So this is actually the number one all-time animated Disney movie, the all-time movie for Disney that Disney released, um, highest-grossing film. And I think it's number 10 all-time of all movies ever, which is impressive. It does have a, Mm -hmm. you know, a 90-year legacy. I mean, that's a lot of sales, but it's adjusted for inflation. I mean, again, those tickets were originally probably like 50 cents or probably even less. You know what? I'm I'm going They're to I'm going to the story I'm going, going to go. Uh, Incredibles is one of my very favorite Pixar movies, but I'm going to go with history and pick Snow White again. If it if we hadn't had Snow White, we wouldn't have any Disney. And I, I would also argue that if Snow White hadn't been uh, like there's it's so it's so 1937 musically that unless if that if you can't look. If you can't appreciate music in a different era or a different time, you're you're messed up there because you can't you can't get past it. But it was so perfect for its time. It was a such a huge blockbuster. They built the whole studio because of the sales of Snow White. So I'm gonna have to go with that. And it's it, again, the story is so Walt Disney crafted and it's so perfect in its succinctness is so tight there's no holes in it never drags it's short and it's over and so for that i'm gonna get and it's hand-drawn you couldn't do it they couldn't make it again if they had to they could redo incredibles they couldn't make snow white again if they had to so it's a masterpiece i'm going with that okay well um 
I love Incredibles. I love it. I love it, man. It's like if it wasn't up against Snow White. And again, if I were going to watch something tonight, I would definitely watch The Incredibles. It's far more entertaining to me. But the legacy and the icon, it's still in the park, such a presence in the park. You know what I'm saying? That that ride's been there forever, and it's been re reimagined and rethought out several times. Um, the story keeps going, keeps given, and keeps being retold. One seeds typically don't lose to 16 seeds, so for that reason, I'm going to move. <laughs> I'm going to send Snow White on to the second round. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love it. But it was closer. Than, it was hard. It was close. That was another close yeah. one sixteen matchup. All right. Uh, 215. Here's two. The number two seed in the South is Avengers Endgame. And it's going up against the 15 seed Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Volume 2. Uh, I'm just going to say Endgame for me. I, I love Guardians, but Endgame is like the ultimate. I'm going to say movie. Endgame. Yeah. Like, yeah, Endgame all the way. It's not even all right. a, a question for me. In game, moving on, that was pretty easy. Even though yeah. we love Guardians, creative, yeah, oh yeah, I love, that was yeah. volume two. Um, oh. were you gonna say something, David? Okay, all right. Now, the three seed. Um, let's see if I can find this. The three seed against the fourteen seed. The three seed in this is <laughs> the Lion oh, King. Yeah. And I have, to make, I, have to, I have to double-check and see if I've got um, live-action or the original. I think it, you've written live-action as number seven. Okay, yeah. So that, that is the original, right? Yeah, that is. Dude, we could get a Sweet 16 Lion King on Lion King matchup if things turn out right. <laughs> wow. That. All right, so the, the three-seat is Lion King, and it's going against Alice in Wonderland. This is an interesting, interesting one right here. Oh, I like. So it's the classic against the yeah, classic, classic against the classic. Night, 1942, no, nineteen forty one against nineteen ninety four. All right, I'm gonna say Lion King because I always thought Alice in Wonderland was just way too weird. I never understood it. I still don't understand it. You know, so. Um, and the Lion King was kind of the what it, the, the renaissance of Disney, you know, animation, and and it, it isn't my favorite Disney animated movie, but I think I, I I like it more than Alice in Wonderland. So I'm going Lion King. I like it, Dad. What do you think? I'm still thinking. Well, I think I have to. I have to. In this case, I'm going to have to go with the newer. I Alice has a weird. Uh, nostalgia like because it was one of those things as a kid you just saw parts of it all the time but as a movie because it's 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 kind of episodic i'm gonna give the i'm gonna give the story to the lion king because it's just such an epic story and it's so iconic in its own way i mean i'm gonna go with the lion king yeah, I'd agree with that. I'll probably go with The Lion King as well to finish it off. Just, I mean, m merely based off the soundtrack, it's yeah. just so good. Like Hakuna Matata, you know, it's like crazy. Okay, next is the four seed. Um, I can't, I can't see these numbers. Oh, here we go. Black Panther versus the thirteen mm. seed Peter Pan. <laughs> Peter Pan and the Black Panther. Are that's you a, kidding me? That's a mean Not one. 
Oh my gosh. That's when you see your t- your two favorite teams face off in the bracket and you're like, what in the world? One of them's gotta go. Oof. I, okay. Okay. Who wants to go first? I, I think I can I think I can go first. I'm oof. Okay. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Peter Pan. Flat out Peter Pan. Um, to me, it is the most iconic embodies everything. What, like when I think like just Disney, Disney animation, Disney movie, I think Peter Pan, uh, really started making, like helped me fall in love with Disney as a, as a young kid. And still to this day, uh, the most I would be likely to put on the TV, um, for classic, uh, but I love Black Panther, but I could not say no to Peter Pan. Okay, I'm gonna say Black Panther and let David be the deciding because <laughs> I Black Panther is like my top three, top three um um superhero movies, and I do like Peter Pan too. I do appreciate. I actually like Hook better. You know what I'm saying? Like I like mm-hmm. that rend- rend- rendition of the story better. But mm-hmm. I do like. I remember why is that stinking line for the Peter Pan ride so freaking long? Every it has been for <laughs> decades. You know what I'm saying? There's something there, yeah. and it's it's an awesome story, and and um. Yeah, but I'm going with Black Panther. So, David, you get the Well, I hate tie. to do that because I guess I'm going to go. I've got, like John David, I got to go with Peter Pan because that that era of Disney was like the most nostalgic for me. It was the Disney that was before my time that just always seemed like that was the classic Disney. So I'm going to go with that. Although Black Panther is one of my top. That's a tough one. I mean, it's, it to me is one of the best. Uh, Marvel movies of all, if and definitely in the top three. So, and I don't know that I would necessarily put Peter Pan. Uh, ah, that's a tough one. I'm gonna go with Peter Pan. I'm so sorry. All right, Peter Pan. You don't have to apologize. Peter Pan moving on in a close one with Black Panther. He got uh, a close. That's you know, hard. Michael B. Jordan playing the part of Peter Pan comes in and. and it, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, next one, the five seed, the 12 seed. You ready for this? Five seed is Avengers Infinity War versus the 12 seed Toy Story 2. Mm. Toy Story 2 is the one with the Proctor, right, and Jesse and the new characters and the, the whole thing. I actually, mm. actually really like Toy Story 2 more than most yeah. people. It used, but it used to be Infinity Toy War Story 2 ranked higher than one, so... I think it is higher is in terms of like right. box office. Um, yeah, I'm probably gonna have to agree with you, Dustin, with Infinity War. If it was Toy Story one, it, I might would give it the other way, but Infinity War, I mean, it's just so good. I have to give well, it. To just it. so you know, all of the Toy Stories are on this yeah. bracket somewhere. All of them. Okay. Uh, this is the highest grossing of all. Let's see. Let me make sure that's that's correct. Um, no, this is not the highest grossing. Toy Story 3 is the highest grossing. 10 seed down in the Midwest region. But, yeah, we're on two right now. So well, David, it doesn't matter, but I'm going to go ahead with Toy Story 2 because I think it may be it, – it's definitely – it might be the best Toy Story story-wise and character-wise. And, again, it it was one of the – it was favorite of the, of the uh, I don't know if it's my favorite. I, I can't – to me, they're all just one story. I mean, I, I kind of wish we could al- almost break them down into just franchises. Maybe we should have done that. But I, I would have, 
I, I would argue that it could be the best because I think it's one of the rare cases where two topped one. Two was just a little, it took it to the next level and you didn't, it wasn't like, uh, they, whereas three or four are both really good and, and there's, there's going to be great things about them artistically. Two is such a great, I mean, good night. The characters have, have dominated the parks, even from Toy Story 2. So, I mean, for that matter, I'm going to give it to it just because, you know, it needs a vote. I'll let you guys win. Infinity War was, okay. I didn't even watch gotcha. it. Infinity War was the first one I didn't go see at the theater because everybody kept acting so devastated. And it was like, I don't know if I want to go do this, you know, if it's going to be this bad. And so it, you know, I didn't, I watched Infinity War right before uh, Endgame came out. So I watched them as like one movie anyway. So I'm going to, I'm going to say it's not one that I want to watch over and over. That's why. I, mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's another five over a 12. So the fives are now two and zero oh over the 12s. No 12 has beaten a five yet. Now moving on the six seed Bambi versus the 11 seed Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So there's a little debate about whether Indiana Jones would be would make it into this or not. But Disney did buy the rights to it. Indiana Jones has has a proud presence in MGM Studios now Hollywood Studios. So um, it's in there. The Last Crusade is the one with um, with um, Sean Connery. Um, it's mm-hmm. the third in the in the episode. So um, I don't. JD, have you seen that one? Yeah. Oh yeah. I love okay. love the Indiana Jones movies. Um, I would probably give him this round or give that movie this round just because I love Harrison Ford. Uh, I've told you guys I've been re-watching the original Star Wars trilogy, and the more and more I watch I'm like, man, Han Solo, he is like, he just carries a lot of the acting. As far as just acting, I mean, McKay, you know, she had never seen any of the originals, and she was more invested and more locked in when there's that love between her and uh, him and Leia and stuff like that. So I, I love the Indiana Jones movies. All right, so one vote for Last Crusade. Well, then I'm I'm gonna I'll just David? give it for his history of Bambi. <laughs> I love Indiana Jones, okay. but the Last Crusade is not. I can I, I if you I can remember Sean Connery being in it. I can remember some iconic things about it, but it's been a long time. If it was Raiders of the Lost Ark, I would give it that one. So just to be see what you'll do, I'm gonna say Bambi. One thing about Bambi, like it get it got so much negative for so many years because the mom dies, but we had multiple movies like Lion King where the dad dies or Nemo, the mom dies. So I think we're past all that. One thing about again, Bambi, if you go back and watch it, it's visually, they could never do it again. It's, it's the, it's just hand-drawn painting after painting after painting. So if that, if for that, for that, for that reason alone, for the animation, I'm going to give it that it could be a better story, but I'm going to give it to Bambi. Dadgummit, man. I don't know what to do here. I think I, I really enjoyed The Last Crusade um, a lot, but I think it's actually um, what's well, not as weak as The Crystal right. Skull, but mm-hmm. I do like the it's, other it's, two it's, better. Is, is that, Last Crusade the one where he has to throw the, the dirt out on the... So it's like he's like goes to this booby trap um, thing, right? Where he has to... You know the penitent man will pass, and he du- You know he bows, 
and then the, the thing okay. misses his head, and then he's got to spell out the Jehovah, the, the Hebrew word for name for God, and step on the thing. But is and, it the one where he has to step know. out in faith, and he throws the dirt out, and he sees the path? Yes. And that, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. They they recreate that in Onward. You know, he ha- he has to do the same yeah, thing right, in Onward. So is now you're talking. Mm-hmm. I was going to go Bambi, but you're almost talking me into. Um, oh no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Bambi because okay. I, I think that – I do think it's more iconically Disney. And um, and I, I do agree that his – I do think the next matchup is going to turn in really good too. And I think the Raiders of the Lost Ark are still represented ama- in the tournament. Um, it's amazing to me that, uh, that Bambi actually is on the list and it was so high box office-wise because those movies – uh, really suffered during the war years because they lost all of Europe, but they couldn't distribute movies in Europe. And so it, it, but didn't it re-release? Yeah, that was why point? that's, you know, they every, every seven years it they come back it. plus, plus video and DVD and all those releases. I think it's one of those things that everybody has seen at least once. So, well, I'm going to move that one on and um, that Good. leads us to, all right, the seven and the ten matchup, which is the live-action Lion King, and number ten, Frozen Two, which is the higher-grossing of the two Frozens. Ooh. Wow, this one. Neither of these was my very favorite. I did, I did, I liked them both, but I, I didn't feel strongly, you know, about either one. Um, I, I. This is like Duke and Indiana. Can they both lose? <laughs> well, I mean, again, I, actually, the I, Lion I King. The crazy, the, the thing is, the Lion, the new Lion King, I was, I thought should have been the first Lion King. Like I always thought, why, why did, why wasn't this the cast, or at least a similar cast the first time? The first Lion King. The one thing that I thought was unusual was the the mix of the cast. I didn't quite understand. Why is that person playing that part? You know, I just always thought it could have been uh, more authentic in the way it was done originally. But the the only my criticism of the the new one is it just didn't it didn't do anything differently. It felt like a it was just. A, it's true. This is a tough for me because I don't know which I like the least. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, I, and I don't hate them. I don't hate the, Yeah, them, right? I mean, the, I, my favorite thing about uh, Frozen 2 was the Panic at the Disco song. So, I mean, of the, what's the, End of the Unknown. I like End the power the unknown, ballad. The, I, I like, my my favorite thing was the power ballad he sings with the, with the moose, you know, in the, the like, 80s yeah. air band song in the middle yeah, of it. Into, 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 into the uh, Unknown is yeah. the one that, El, that, that Elsa song? sings, but then when the closing credits, it's the guy from, is it Panic at the Disco? Right. Panic at the Disco. Yep. Which is big in the. So what do you what do you vote? I'm going to listen to you guys first. <laughs> okay, JD. Gosh. No, no way. All Dustin, right. you have to go I'll, first. I'll go first. I'll go first, and I'm going to say Frozen Two, just okay. just because of that power ballad song. That's you're it. talking about. You're talking about like Spin's song. Spin's song. Who is, who yeah. is, which that it's that real uh, the guy lucky. is. Uh, Jonathan Goff, who's also is the king. Yeah, he's the king yeah, in uh, Hamilton. He sings the yeah, okay, I yeah, love it. that song. So 
and the thing is, is like that song doesn't even really fit in the movie. Like it's just an awkward scene all around. But I like the song, so yeah, I'm gonna go uh, with it. Dad, you know, no, I don't. I, I would probably. I'm probably. Man, I. I have to be honest. Like the Lion King, I only saw once, and I need to go back and be more critical. So it's really hard. I only saw only saw Frozen two maybe twice. But you know the story because it's the exact yeah. And same for that, thing. I kind of go. Oh, I don't know if it was. It it should be more iconic, but it didn't feel more iconic. And so for that, I guess I'm going to have to give Frozen two. Just doesn't feel like the sequel surpasses the first. But I've seen many people pick it and other things like this over it. But I guess I'm going to go Frozen two. It's not my favorite by far, but I guess in this, I would at least yeah. it added new new songs new. Knew something. It yeah, feels. Exactly, I think you said that. Exactly it, it's, it, it's like we gotta have. He's. He. We gotta give him a song. So they throw a song in there. Like everything feels a little. The the story feels like we've got to make up a Frozen Two movie. We don't really have a story, so we're gonna let's contrive something. That's the only thing that would be my negative. But then the Lion King just feels like the same thing. So, yeah, I'm gonna right. go Frozen Two. So Frozen 2 is yeah. moving on, but JD, what do you think? Yeah, I was going to say Frozen 2 as well. Ooh, uh, I, was, I was going between two sides, but when I really look at it, my first predicament was like, it's Lion King, so how do you not put that above something? But for just going to the movie theaters, I'm thinking, I, I just want new content really when I'm thinking about Disney. Uh, and I was excited for Lion King. I was hyped up about it, and I just remember being disappointed because it wasn't anything – that I hadn't seen before. I felt like, especially when you look at Jungle Book, how great it was. Uh, and Frozen 2, great soundtrack. And at least, even though it, it brought up more questions than were answered, I uh, enjoyed watching new Disney content. All right. So Frozen th- 2, unanimous. Moving on, last 8-9 game in the South region. It's Lady and the Tramp, the 8 seed, versus Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, <laughs> the 9 seed. Help me, and I'm I'm voting. Give for me the give me the Doom. action again in Temple of the Doom. Temple of Doom. That's the one where he rips the dude's heart out. That's, yeah, and he they eat the monkey brains and the eels. It's the yeah, grossest it's the one, one of all of them. That's the second one, right? The second one, yeah, yeah. And you have the little kid. I think he's the kid from the Goonies that's in there too. Um, no, I don't think that's that's correct. I just profiled somebody. Where I shouldn't have done that, but. He kind of has that same vibe, you know, the the Asian yeah. kid that shows him around. I thought that was I thought that was really the Sean Connery movie. I thought he was in the the kid was in the Sean Connery movie. So there might have been a kid in that one too, but oof. I guess okay. So I think I might go with Lady and the Tramp on this one uh, because even though Dustin, you said it was your favorite, it was probably when I was watching these for the first time. I was so young. It freaked me out that yep. it always had a bad stigma, and I, I just didn't want to rewatch it. Um, so it's probably my actually least favorite of the trilogy, which, again, when you're putting it up to a classic kind of animation, I'm going to go with Lady and the Tramp. All right, David. I'm going go, to go with Lady and the Tramp. I, again, if it was Raiders of the Lost Ark, I would give it for sure, but... I'm gonna Lady and the Tramp of the of the 1950s movies is probably the most. Uh, it's like the most passive of all the movies. It doesn't really have a strong villain. 
it, you know, it's, it's, but an, animation wise, it's pretty amazing. It's, uh, you know, it's, it still has longevity in the parks. I mean, just the spaghetti scene alone is kind of movie, movie I- iconic. history, I- yeah, iconic compared to any, I can't, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, I was had to think like, what is, what's in this Indiana Jones movie? Those were the things I didn't even remember. So I'm going to give it to Lady and Tramp. All right, moving on. Two to one. You knocked out my Temple of Doom, but I get it. It's a gross movie and um, disturbing. Um, moving on to the West, we got we got we're gonna get through this first round. Then we'll probably stop yeah. and then make a, a ne- the next episode the rest of the round. Come back and see who survives. All right, come back and see who survives. All right, so um, and we're figuring this out as we go too. But in the West, the number one seed against the 16 seed. This is an interesting matchup. The number one seed is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. So this is episode seven, I believe. Yeah. The first the one was Ray. Mm-hmm. First J.J. Abrams one. And it's going up against the Jungle Book live action. Uh, right. Now, movie. and to clarify, this is the Jungle Book live action that has Bill Murray as Baloo, as CGI, and Mowgli as a boy. It's not the one from the 80s that had a, a, te- a teenager playing yeah. Mowgli. This is... It's the, it's the, it's more the recent, recent one. That yes. John, Not, John Favreau 16, I believe. from Marvel and Star Wars is the one who did this one. Yeah, right. 2016. All right, I'm going right. to start it off, and I'm going to go with The Jungle Book. Woo, 16 yeah, over a one. Because I think All it's right. the best live-action remake they've done. I think, the, I think Favreau did an amazing job of keeping things like Bare Necessities and I Want to Be Like You – but the movie feels completely new. It's not a repeat. It's a, a new movie that has great nods to the original. And I think it's the maybe the, the really the strongest of the remake. So I'm going to go with that one because I, 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 you know, I love the Star Wars franchise. So I know y'all are going to vote for that. <laughs> Dustin, you go next. Um. I, I'm torn. Be I really torn d- legit torn because I yeah. I really like the Jungle Book live action movie. It's great. Like it's legit great. And to be honest with you, it's probably got more rewatchability to me than The Force Awakens. Um, mm. I did like The Force Awakens because mm-hmm. of of the new ones. It was it, you know you, Han Solo walks right. in right, and then he walks and out. <laughs> Carrie Fisher walks in, and then he then he, that yeah. again. It's like man, we didn't even get a chance to even. You know, but it had all the warm yeah. fuzzies. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, and I think because of that, J.J. Abrams stepping in just to give like a a nice. You had new stuff, the Kylo Ren and Ray stuff, and trying to figure that out. You had old stuff. You had. It, I, I, <laughs> I was gonna pick the Jungle Book, and J.D., you may move it on at 16 over okay. one, but I think I'm gonna go with the Force Awakens because okay. I do think it's the best of the new ones, and I did really enjoy it. And I think I've talked myself into it. So I'm going Force Awakens, 1-1. Okay. J.D., you're the tiebreaker. Okay. Yeah, you literally just said everything I'm thinking. Uh, the Jungle Book live action is probably my favorite live action they've done. It's the most, like you guys have said, the most rewatchable for me uh, that I enjoy to watch. But The Force Awakens is my favorite uh, new Star Wars movie from the new trilogy. So that's my that's my pull right now as I'm going between <laughs> the two. Ah, man, 
This is tough. This is tough. Gosh. I guess I guess I'm gonna have to go with and this is might be shocking by the jungle book. Ooh. I think I'm gonna have to go. I think I might have to go with the jungle book. Um, what a huge upset. Even though The Force Awakens was my favorite, I didn't really want it to be my favorite. I thought I just wanted it to be like an intro. And I could still, if I watch it, I can pick it apart way more than I can pick apart and find things to be skeptical. So uh, you're, skeptical you're taking away about. points because of what came after it. Well, I mean, not really. I'm just kind of thinking like, okay, I'm looking at it and I'm like, this was the best that they showed. And it was no lightsaber, not no lightsaber battles. My favorite thing about Star Wars is like lightsaber battles, you know, these cool fights. Um, and it, it had the warm fuzzies for about 15% of the movie. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if I did a proportion of what, I, like how good of a movie it is, it really wasn't as good as a movie as this live action Jungle Book was. Okay, that, all right. Well, Jungle Book upsets it. You know what, the, the saddest thing on, about the, the Star Wars sequels is they're le- they should have been done 10, 10 years ago when everybody was just a little bit younger and they didn't have to in their stories. It's like, that's the biggest regret is we just didn't get, we're miss, what, what the story I wanted did came too late. I wish we, they had happened way early. And, and I guess I think we'll eventually get those. We'll get that story at some point. It just won't be the same actors. Well, there's just so many, there's so many good stories you could tell with star Wars and I could talk about it all day, but the way that the star Wars messed up, was unlike Marvel where they're planning everything. They've got they know what their next 10 movies are going to be. Star Wars had different directors. They kind of completely kind of played it by, okay, let's try this. And you can see it in the movies. You can see ah oh, that does that really make sense or what like they could have done this. And that's where it's like as a Star Wars fan and you can just see as a fan watching it that it wasn't planned out. Um it's not as fun to yeah. rewatch. I enjoyed all of them, but I again, I haven't rewatched them uh, like I want to. All right. Two seed Avatar versus the 15 seed. This is a surprise, but the original Iron Man. Hmm. I, I was, uh, if you listen to this podcast, you know my feelings about Avatar. Uh, we did rewatch it, and there is an episode where we rewatch Avatar and talk about it. And on rewatch, I didn't hate it as much as I originally hated it. But there is just something in my heart about that it is the highest grossing um, movie of all. Now, adjusted for inflation, it's not. But it is the actual highest grossing worldwide movie of all time. And that does not seem right or fair to me. And and I have a lot of bitterness <laughs> towards that. So um, and it's not just that reason. Iron Man is fantastic. So the 15 seed beats the two, in my opinion. Iron Man, I vote. You guys are next. Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man. It's Robert Downey. Jr. I love what they've I done. Got, I love that yeah, they've done at Animal Kingdom with the park. Uh, it surpassed. It surpassed my expectations. The attractions are great. The food's great. The the environment of the land is great. But it's a lot more the 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 environment of the park is a lot better to me than the movie. So I agree. A- Avatar was my dupe in this <laughs> this this stuff. So um, I'm glad they're out. First round, boom, out of there. All right, three seed. Um, let's see here. I can't read my writing. Uh, three seed. Looks like here we go. 
Oh, this is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana okay, Jones versus Beauty no. and the Beast. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my I got to figure out if, which Beauty and the Beast this is, though. Let's see here. Okay. You didn't write live action, so I'm assuming is your 19. I might have. I might have forgot to write live. Oh yeah, action, I see. But I, I see both Beauty and the Beast. You didn't write live action by either one. Can Which, we switch? What's, it? The, what's, one's, the, what's the one's up against? One? Um, I can't see the number. I can't read the number, Dustin. But it's up against. It's this up against. It's up against. It's up against an Avengers Raiders. movie, Age of Ultron. Okay. I got you. Let's see here. I'll bet. I bet this is the live action that's the higher number. The lower number is actually the original. Yeah. So, um, nineteen ninety one is the one we're at right now. So this is the cartoon. All right. The cartoon Beauty and the Beast. Raiders of the Lost Ark versus the cartoon Beauty and the Beast. That. I think I know what you guys are gonna do. I'm going Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'll, I, I like Beauty and the Beast, but it's my least favorite of the cartoons of that era. So really. Yes. It's the only one that was nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> I know. And Raiders of the Lost Ark was not. I know. Believe it or not. <laughs> Again, it all comes down to it all comes down Dang to it. nostalgia almost all the time. That's a I'm gonna have to say it's a they tied. <laughs> you can't say it. You gotta pick one. Somebody's gotta win. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Beauty and the Beast. I I know uh, I'm right I'm writing I, it in, David. I, I've got to say it. I mean the soundtrack. I mean the soundtrack. And your I mean, wife, like, if he and your wife <laughs> and my wife. Yeah, my wife. Yeah, if right. she listens to this, she's gonna come after me. Yeah, if Beauty and the Beast went out in the first round, you'd be in trouble. Full show. Yeah. All right. But dang it. All right. I think that's a, no. That's cool. Harrison Ford. Hey, I didn't even vote it. yet. No, <laughs> no. Oh, I thought no, you did. No, I'm so sorry. I I, I'm going gonna, yeah, go I'm gonna, I, David. You're. I'm gonna have to go franchise wise with uh, Beauty and the Beast. I guess that's a that's the toughest one. I think we've hit. I really want to. I really want to give it to Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I'm gonna go. Well, it's just matchups, I, I, man. This, know, sometimes the conference gets a lot of teams in, and this, this is also out, Disney. You know? So I'm gonna I'm gonna let a a, a true Disney film beat Raiders. All right. Well, here's the next one. The four and the 13. The four is the Avengers, the original, against the 13 Toy Story. Man. Toy Story, the first one. <laughs> ah, no. No. And Avengers is my is probably my favorite Marvel. But we can't give up Toy Story, though. Dang it, guys! I mean, where? I mean, where would where would the parks be without those two movies? Well, Toy Story's made a bigger impression oh. in the park than even Avengers Campus. Or, I mean, they both have their own land. It's true. Who wants to go first? Gosh, not me. <laughs> Gosh, the Avengers is the favorite. They're the four seed. I'm going to say the event. I'm voting Avengers because I do think that that I didn't know how they could do that, and they did it, and they it kicked off. It's incredible. That's when it really just of, takes of, off like crazy. That have changed. 
Yeah. But Toy Story issued in all of Pixar. Well, actually, uh, yeah, Pixar, it was first. Bugs, yeah, Bugs Life was second, and then Toy Story 2. So, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's changed everything. I'm going to go with Toy Story. All right. JD's the deciding <laughs> I got mine in quick. But again. Guys, that's the killer. And, like, I'm still thinking about, man, I just wish there was a way. Because ah, it's like, again, we're, we're just saying it. Toy Story did for Pixar, like this Avengers movie yeah. did for Marvel. I mean, it, it, solid, it like, certified it as okay we know what we're doing and i'm i'm looking past you know that toy story animation from 1995 doesn't compare with like toy story 4 i mean they don't even look like the same genre almost it's so it's so primitive it's going to be interesting to see like if you know if you if you're growing up now i wonder what kids that see toy story 1 like, do they think it looks like old animation? It, does it look old to them compared to new stuff? I don't know. Hmm. Mine are all grown. <laughs> okay, I think, I think, I think I'm gonna have to go with the Avengers, uh, just because Marvel. I mean, that that really set up. I so I can still picture watching the post credit scene and seeing Thanos. And I was at a soccer tournament, and I was, like, so young. But I was like, what in the world are they going to do with this? <laughs> and then I go turn around to my senior year of high school, and then I finally see Thanos. I mean, just to be able to plan that much far in advance, I mean, that's just so good. That is a tough one. I think I still think there's a, All right, there's, a there's still on. a Toy Story on the list somewhere, I think. I mean, there's I think we voted the other one through. Actually. Yeah. No, actually, uh, Toy Story 2 got bounced by oh my Infinity goodness. War, David, 2 to 1. Oh, so, my that, goodness. But to, both the other Toy Stories are in the other bracket, too. Well, 3 and so, 4. Uh, we're, uh, we'll get there. All right. Here, here we go. This is, now, here, this is an interesting matchup. A five, another 5-12. Another 5-12. So far, the 5s have won. The fifth seed here is Star Wars The Last Jedi. That's the middle of the new ones. Versus <laughs> Indiana Jones... And the, the crystal, the legend of the crystal skull. Oh, I'm gonna go with uh, Last Jedi. I, I, oh man, I'm I'm gonna go with Crystal Skull, even though it's my know. least favorite. The Indiana Jones. It's also my least favorite of uh, Last Jedi. Is my least favorite of the Star Wars. Wait a minute, like, what year? What year them, are we? All of them. Wait, wait, I'm I'm, th- I'm thinking wrong. What is the Last Jedi? The Last Jedi is the middle Ray one. So it's The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, I was, and The I'm not, I mean, Skywalker. Yeah, so this I is was the thinking one. wrong. I was thinking Return of the Jedi. Well, you can, <laughs> Sorry. I just... Yeah, you can change I'm, it if you want. Would that change your... Yeah, that's that was probably my least favorite of the... It's my least favorite of both of them. That's the interesting thing. It's kind of like who's going to win out of the, the ones I'm going to wait. The least. You know, you're going Crystal. What are, you're going Raiders. We're, I'm going crazy. What are you going to do, JD? <laughs> well, I'm looking at our bracket here. So, did Rise of Skywalker even make this list? Yeah, it uh, had to. Yes, it did. And it, I think you already voted it out. 
Okay, so we're basically deciding. Okay, so this the is Force the Awakens last... just got upset, and the you know Jungle Book beat it. Um, right. We have Return of the Jedi and the original Star Wars are in. We let Swiss um, Family Robinson knocked out Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> that's right. Okay, that's right. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so I'm going to say <laughs> the Last Jedi. So Dad has to decide. <laughs> what okay, is, what? that's nice. I like it. It is a tough pick. I can't even remember the fourth Indiana Jones hardly. I, okay, so the, the, the crystal skull had to do with a, the, the punchline was aliens at the end. Remember, like, so they he's he's looking for the stuff and there, it ends up there's there's aliens. And Shia LaBeouf is in. I'm, I'm going to go with the Last Jedi. All right, all right. Last Jedi um, survives. Moves wow. on. The five seeds are still undefeated. We did let because we did let uh, Raiders just took. Well, no, Beauty and the Beast no. did. Oh well. All right, <laughs> next. Here's the next one. All right, here's another interesting six seed Pirates: Dead Man's Curse versus Frozen, the original Frozen. The eleven seed is Frozen. Pirates is number six seed. Wait, is it Dead Man's Chest? Chest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Curse of the Black Pearl. Dead Man's. Which yeah, is the yeah. last one. Yeah. I get all the pirates movies confused. No, it's not the. Oh, it's that's not t- the, t- It's the last yeah, of that the was, original. It's the last of that. Like that's first, right. Or t- Dead Men Tell the, Dead Men Tell No Tales one? is the last one. Right. Yeah. That yeah, the, the hardest thing about one. the pirates is is separating them out. In my, which is why I'm going to vote for Frozen. I think Frozen's a little bit more iconic and was more culturally impactful um, than the sequel. Of the the, the truth is, on and on, on like Rotten Tomatoes, even though all of these were blockbusters, the first Pirates has a good score, but all of the others have poor scores. Even they do, they get progressive. They all feel a little bit more like cash grabs. Like they, sequels, yeah, just you know what I'm saying, yeah, they're all big uh, epics to watch, but story wise, they don't. They get a lot of critique um so i'm gonna go with frozen yeah john david you too all right yeah frozen i mean it's iconic frozen moving on um i'm trying to keep track of oh this is a tough um, one i see some coming next one 710 cinderella versus aladdin (laughs) i know which one's going through so Oh man, I'm a Aladdin, all Aladdin all day long, all day long Aladdin. I get the, I, I, you know, I, I'll take the argument, but I'm Team Aladdin all the way. My favorite Disney cartoon of all time. Mm. Wow, best soundtrack, um, incredible animation, put you somewhere else. It sparked a, a whole new wave of. I, I just love Aladdin. Love everything yeah. about it. Yeah, I'll save us some time and say Aladdin as well. Ooh, David. Um, no, it's sorry, good. Dad. I love Aladdin. I know Aladdin. It's it so might be good, my favorite from the 90s. Yeah, I just keep thinking soundtrack. I mean, like, if I couldn't listen to these songs ever again, that would just be yeah. tough. And it, good movies, but also great, great Yeah, songs. it is. A, it's incredible. I'll give I'll, – I, I, I will give Cinderella a vote just because it saved – once again, it saved the studio. We wouldn't be here after the war years. If this had not been a hit, it could have been over. Uh, and it get, we have iconic bibbidi-bobbidi-boo and a bunch of songs that have lasted 70 years. So 
I'm going to give it a vote, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm totally with you guys on Aladdin. That's one of my top favorites. All right, let's move it on. Unanimous. Moving through. Aladdin, the 10 seed beats the 7. Cinderella. Next win in the West region, our final one in the first round of the West, is Finding Dory, the 8 seed. 9 seed is Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones is the mm-hmm. second of the prequels. Finding Dory, the sequel to Finding Nemo. Who would like to go I, first? I'm, on I'm this? looking for us on the on the thing. I lost you here. So just tell me. Tell me one more time. Oh, we're right. We're in the West. We're finding Dory versus Star Wars Attack of the Cologne. Uh, Colognes. The Colognes. The Clones. <laughs> the Drakkar Nor versus uh Estee Lauder. Okay. I'm gonna let you guys go first because you have way more uh voice about Attack of the Clones and all those things. I will say that I, I, I don't dislike, of the prequels, Attack of the Clones is my least favorite. Um, although the cool thing about it is it's the first time we see Yoda fight with a lightsaber, which was awesome. He flips around and gets Count Dooku. It's a great scene. It's, it's worth seeing it. But Finding Nemo was epic. Finding, uh, um, sorry, Finding Dory was actually, surprisingly enough, this made more money than Finding Nemo. So it's a higher seed. I'm going to keep the franchise since Finding Nemo had a tough draw on the last one. I'm going to say fi- uh, Finding Dory. I'm going to put my put get behind that. It's I like Finding Nemo better than Finding Dory, but I think I don't I don't love the Attack of the Clones. So yeah. I, I think it needs to be represented. So I'm voting Finding Dory. Okay, I'm going to give the other side. I'm going to give my <laughs> vote to Attack of the Clones um, because. Again, me and McKay, we've been rewatching all of Star Wars. And it's funny you said that, Dustin, because McKay, we're literally watching it. And Yoda pulls out his lightsaber and starts flipping around everywhere. And even McKay was like, what the heck? Yeah. You know, like, what is that going on right now? Um, so, yeah. And I, I, I'd really encourage you guys just to watch it again. Give it another shot. Um, because it's, it, it's one of those things where you kind of start to appreciate it the more and more you watch it. So you're voting Attack of the Clones. Yeah. One, one. David's the tiebreaker again. Man, that's like one, that is one of the most, of the prequels, that scene is like one thing that I really remember like really well. And so that was what I was thinking of. Finding Dory has some, uh, it has some really touching story parts to it, but it's, and it's amazing to look at. But it's it's not my favorite um, Pixar movie. I think I'm going to go with an upset and give it to Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Ooh, all right, Star Wars Attack of the go. Clones. How about that? That's crazy. I don't know. Maybe right. maybe I'm wrong. Ah, I'm back and forth. No, that's good. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. All right, now we're going to the our, our last first round matchups in the Midwest bracket. The number one seed in the Midwest is 101 Dalmatians. And it is going up against, and this may be the biggest mismatch of the tournament, the 16 seed, three men and a baby. Yep. Yeah. So I doubt JD's even seen this movie, but it nope. starred the great, the great iconic Steve Gutenberg. If you remember. Um, hey. <laughs> I think Tom Steve, Selleck is Steve in Gutenberg it. was uh, uh, the lead character in the Tower of Terror Disney movie that most people have never seen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Steve Gutenberg, do you know who that is, JD? Nope. 
Okay, so he's kind of like this iconic eight. He's not, I won't say iconic. That's he wrong. Was. But he's a, he was like a, a cult. I would say a cult figure. He of was 80s, in tons of um, comedy yeah. movies. He wow. was in Police Academy. He was in Three Men and a Baby. He was a, he actually he was a huge star in the eighties. Yeah. Would you agree with that? But kind of became known for these kind of kind of kind of B comedy movies that these studios like Touchstone, just okay. sort of generic comedies that kind of went out. Um, but that was a of, huge and, um, huge hit. It was Steve Gutenberg, Tom Selleck. Uh, was it was it Fred Danson? Who's the other guy? Ted Danson. Yeah, Ted I'm sorry. And anyway, it's three three bachelors uh, have to take care of a baby. That's the basic premise. They have a baby, and it a ba- taking care of a baby changes their life. You're right. It's Ted Danson, Tom. They Stone, were all huge stars from television and movies, and kind of came together. That was hmm. uh, that era was you know pulling these Bette Midler, Shelley Long, all these. A lot of people who had television presence or music things and putting them in these, and they they were huge successes. It was a big movie. So now, in touch, so so it's in here. So 16 seed. Um, Why why don't we just go ahead and let JD um, JD uh, pick his real quick? Yeah, I mean, I have to say 101 Dalmatians, but (laughs) if you guys can vote it out, go for it. I think I'm with you. 101 Dalmatians for sure. 101. Easy. I, easy. I, I, to blow I think out they're remaking Three Men and a Baby. I think that's on the. I've seen that. I've actually, I was just looking it up when I looked up the actors, but it actually sounds terrible yeah. still. Like it just sounds sort of well, crazy. We'll hey, what that happens, was all but, a gimmick um, of, of putting three well liked actors in a. So they have to, it would have to be like peep, three actors that were as big as those or it won't work. I mean. Who would who would you who would you those three actors? I can't be even. I, Ooh, that's, I, that's what what feels weird is like it's not going to be. It's going to be. I don't know that they could get that level again. What if it was like George Clooney, Tom Cruise, and Robert Downey Jr.? That. <laughs> but that, that's see, I would watch that. I'd want to see that. You know what I mean? Like maybe. But all right, next one. I mean, we're we're this is a long one. Here we go. The longest um, one. Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back versus Pirates at World's End. Empire Strikes Back. I don't know if I have the whole. Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Moving on. Actually, it's probably the most critically acclaimed of all the Star Wars movies. I think it was nominated for Best Picture. Um, Mm -hmm. All right, next one. We got the three seed. Um, I always lose this. I never can see the three. There it is. All right, this is a good one. This is a really good one. (laughs) <laughs> this is a tough one. Fantasia <laughs> is a three seed, and it's going Ooh. up against The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Narnia. Ooh. Ooh. Fantasia versus The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I think we should make Dad go first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. David, you got to convince <laughs> us. Well, Give us the uh, audience. Man, I, I was a kid that grew up reading uh, all those Narnia books, and so I was so excited when they when they started that series and I really love that movie. I think they did an amazing job. And I mean, when they did on the um, on Disney Plus, when they did that this, the series called Prop Culture, and they went back and they brought the actors and they went and found their original props and brought them out. It that was pretty amazing. It, Fantasia is is so iconic, but it's not my favorite because it's again it's segments, not it's not 
story, but again, for what it is, it's 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 a it's an artistic piece that would never be replicated, really. I don't know. I, I need to hear. I need somebody to argue. I need to hear some debate. All right. So I, I'm a, I'm just going to go Lion Witch in the Wardrobe simply because, um, to well, there, there's so Fantasia. I'm like you. I don't. I like it. I respect it. I see where it's at in the history of Disney. It's so iconic in the park. You know, we have the even the plushy dolls of Mickey and the Wizard's Hat, right? But rewatchability and my connection to the C.S. Lewis books, um, I got to go Lion Witch and Wardrobe, and it was well done. Like it was actually well done. Um, So in the battle for me, um, I think I would say Lion Witch and Wardrobe. So one for Mm -hmm. one for that. David hasn't voted yet. JD, what do you think? Well, I mean, just for the same reasons you said, Dust, I think I have to go with with Narnia uh, because it seems like that's a common theme of no one wants to lose Fantasia. No one wants to lose those characters and those iconic snidbit of scenes, but not a lot of people will watch it uh, and really go back to it. Um, and again, out of all that, that Narnia trilogy – that first one is the most well done uh, and the one I've gone back and watched the most. So I, I'd probably say. Like, All right. Well, there we go. I don't have to vote. I, <laughs> I give, I give a vote to both <laughs> of them. So it would still be, a, it would still go. It would, right. If I voted for both, it would uh, lion and the witch of the wardrobe would still move on. So, so C.S. Lewis uh, beats out the witchcraft. <laughs> so um, there we go. Mo- uh, moving on. Um, Number four, very interesting matchup here. Mary Poppins versus Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Mm. Okay, I'll go first for this because this is one of those one of the few ones that I will stand up for the iconic Disney option. So I'm going to go with Mary Poppins because uh, Julie Andrews, I mean, is just a queen. I mean, she is just high regards. One of the few people that you're like, there's literally like just pure elegance and, you know, grace and all that good stuff. And she does a great job. Uh, I love how it's half live action, half animation. Uh, but And that is a, a hard thing for me to say because I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, it, it has made me laugh more than probably any other, yeah, any other Marvel movie. And I love Chris Pratt. Um, but I'm going to give my vote to Mary Poppins. All right, David. Again, I'm going to give it to Mary Poppins because I know that uh, for what it was at the time, it was way more groundbreaking than Guardians of the Galaxy is in its time. So that's a huge plus. It, and it's, it still holds up. It's still amazing. And I think Guardians is one of my favorites. But this is just too hard of a hmm. – this is too, too hard. So I'm going to go with Mary Poppins. Okay, that's interesting. And I think anytime you have a matchup where one of the one of the contestants in the movie actually says, "Hey, Mary. you look like Mary Poppins." And the guy <laughs> says, "Who's Mary Poppins? Is he is he cool?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, he's cool." And he goes, "Hey, look everybody, I'm Mary Poppins." So yeah. this movie is it's Mary Poppins is so iconic that the movie it's going up against quotes it in its movie. So yeah. for that reason, I'm Mary Poppins too. Unanimous Mary Poppins moves on. Um all right, next one. The next is a 5 and 12. So far, the five seeds are undefeated. We'll see if that holds up here. Another great matchup. Pinocchio is the five seed. It's going up against Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4. 
Who would like to start off the the, the conversation? Um, I'll go. I'll go first. Uh, I actually enjoyed for the most part. Um, Toy Story 4, again, like Dad said, it's kind of like one big story. Um, I'm going to give my vote to Pinocchio because I feel like Pinocchio really holds in all of what Disney is about, kind of like making that wish and dreaming um, and and trying to get there. Um, so you can't not say Pinocchio for me, so that's where my vote's going. Go ahead, David. Uh, I'm going to say... I, I tell you, it's Toy Story Four. Um, man, I loved the Keanu Reeves, uh, is it Duke Kaboom, <laughs> that 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 you can bring in a character in number yeah. four that's that good. Um, man, Toy Story Four brought in so many great uh, aspects of, and I don't think there's anyone that's more visually stunning when they are in that antique store. And they're running behind cabinets, and you see cobwebs and dust, and it it looks like you could reach out and just it it it's like what has I mean it's incredible to see how far animations come. So that again, amazing. But then I go back and look at Pinocchio, and I see Monstro in the whale in the ocean, and all those waves and all that foam, and it's all hand drawn by someone and hand painted. So they're both visually stunning. Um, Pinocchio gives us classics like when you wish upon a star. So what, where would the Disney company be without that song? That's like every movie opens with, with that theme. Um, I, I know that we've still got toy story three in the running. So I'm going to give this one to Pinocchio. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm Pinocchio too, all the way. I love Toy Story 4. No knock on it. I just think sometimes greatness is greatness. You know, we you do not watch a Disney movie without the do 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 do. And I've probably, believe it or not, seen Pinocchio more than any yeah. other Disney movie. I probably wow. have. Um, wow. and, and the whole thing, you know. So I I, I love Pinocchio. I, I think it's it's not just iconic. How old was Pinocchio? Nineteen forty, David. So it's it's an old old one. I I love it. When, when, I, if you ever that. go back and watch it again, watch the opening scene when the camera pans in and it goes. It's after the opening scene. It's after. Uh, it's when the kid. Everybody comes up when the when the, everybody wakes up in the morning and the camera pans in and it shoots through the town and then you see all the people. They could they they could never do it again. They just couldn't do it again. It's priceless. As you got, I mean, wow. it's like those those moments. Well, if you know what's going on, you're like, it's just, it's just amazing. That's one of the reasons. Maybe I'll one of the reasons I, tonight. you know, that the craft of what they did back then and how they did it, like just the man hours and the perseverance that created these things. We take a lot of it for granted now. They can make movies at home. Mm. They couldn't do that stuff back then. It was it was such a hard process to make these things. All right, enough, enough history. So Pinocchio three an unanimous unanimous advancing. We've got no strings to hold us down to make us fat or to make <laughs> us frown. And we're moving on to um, people sleep on that soundtrack too. There's a lot of great songs on that. Pinocchio Is it make soundtrack. me fat or um, make me um, frown? Okay. I think so. Uh, it may not be fat. That's what I always heard as a kid. You know how your kid. I you think it's make me laugh. Just in your, or make me frown. 
I like fat. I like fat better. <laughs> strings make you fat. I mean, everybody knows that. I mean, it makes. No I don't know what the all. strings w- would have done besides frown. They, um, I think it's fret up, though. to all make right. me fret or make me frown. Make me fret or to make me frown. That makes more sense. There's a songwriter coming out. I like fat though. <laughs> I like fat. Hey, I'm I guess the strings would make you fat um, if you couldn't if you couldn't get around and get your exercise on your own. So maybe. All right, what's next? Next would be the six seed. This is the six um, eleven. By the way, the five seeds are undefeated in our bracket. Um, mm. Six seed is Incredibles two. Mm. versus Iron Man 3. Wow. Man. This is the one where he has to save uh, Pepper and she gets powers. Yeah, he has all the the Iron Man suits. And I actually think is Incredibles 2 the one with... um, the fan yeah. villain. Yeah, I really I actually liked it, I think, better than the first Incredibles. It's a mystery. It's a well, mystery because you're wondering who who's gonna be the villain. Who the, yeah. No, the the first the first Incredibles was the fan. Yeah, that's so syndrome. The, uh, that's the first one. Syndrome. He was the guy. The second one's it's all, all about Elastigirl. Elastigirl and oh, they're bringing right, them back. Right, they're right. trying to bring superheroes back and you got the man that's bringing it all together, but there's another character that's trying to undermine it and you don't know until the end who's the villain. Yeah. Man, I would probably probably give this one to Iron Man three because Robert Downey Jr. uh, Again, we've talked about him before that if there's any actor or actress that was hard to replace in the Marvel universe, it would be him. He plays it so well. um, So I have to give it, uh, but that is, that is, Hard to say because I do think Incredibles two was so well done, uh, and I do I've I've rewatched it a couple of times. Oh man, I'm gonna agree with you. I, I want to say Incredibles two. I really want the Incredibles to move on, but um, I think I'm gonna say Iron Man three too. I think you convinced me, JD. That's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I like Iron Man tough. three. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like the in the in the in the overall epic Avenger story. Does it have that much uh, clout? Does it could could that movie have yeah. not happened Did and it's still influence. going? Yeah, <clears throat> that's a tough one. Well, y'all have already voted. I'm going to give it to Incredibles two, just so we we give both of them a vote. Uh, I, again, I like Incredibles one better than Incredibles two. Uh, I think Syndrome is such a classic. That was so. That was such a classic mm-hmm. good villain for them. And, uh, okay. and but we knocked Incredibles out earlier because of Snow White. So I'm gonna I'm gonna vote Incredibles two this time. I'm gonna vote for the okay. franchise. Well, moving on then is Iron Man three with the one vote dissenting vote. All right, moving on to 710. There's two left in our first round here, and we're wrapping up. All right, this is interesting, too. Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith. This is the third of the prequels. This is where Anakin becomes Vader, Order 66, um, versus Toy Story 3. This is Toy Story's last stand. 
<laughs> okay, I'm going to go ahead and say Toy Story 3. I'm going to vote for the franchise. Okay. I'm going to get I'm going to at least try to pass it through. And I did I I think of the All most right. moving I- Toy Story 3 was where I pulled my I, I had to reach out to all my kids in their seats cuz we all thought they were going in the incinerator and I was like hold on hold on I mean it was the one time I thought I'm going to have a meltdown right here and then the end just I think just more than any Disney movie may have may have touched me more than any Disney movie it just tore me up so yeah okay toy story 3 david's making the case jd okay i kind of want to okay Ah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Revenge of the Sith because I want Dustin to decide this because this is one that I could go either way because just like that, Toy Story 3 probably to me is the most that I'm going to go and watch. But Revenge of the Sith has almost become so iconic with all this new Star Wars content of going back to that final scene between Obi-Wan and Anakin and you were my brother, Anakin, <laughs> you know, and going through that and and it's become so – and, like, Kenobi. I mean, with this new Kenobi series, people have fallen in love with his uh, character. Um, so it's that's an impossible one for me to truly decide. So, Dustin, I'm going to let you – Y'all you both made apart. some – that is actually the way it should be. Y'all both made very strong cases for each of them. And, and, and of the prequels, uh, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite. Like, it's great. Like, legit great. Like, I um, – not just his transformation. It's still got some bad acting in it, but the whole Order 60s, the whole double crossing, the whole conspiracy, um, just everything falling apart and it ending like it did. Um, it's great and does set up so much for like we're watching now with the Mandalorian and, and Boba Fett and the Kenobi, you know, it, it just, I mean, it doesn't, there's just a lot going on there that kind of, it leaves you with, I think it goes to. I think Rogue One is next on the list, and then the original Star Wars in the time sequence. But to keep Star Toy Story in, I agree with David also that of the Toy Stories, it's the one that is the most emotional. I think of the four, it's the one. I don't know if I like it the most, but it was the most touching and the most like emotional, and it was kind of powerful and. I'm I'm gonna and, and maybe to, maybe it's just because I feel bad for David <laughs> a little bit too. Oh. No, I, not really. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and vote for Toy Story three. It needs representation. Yes. It's such a great. I'd hate for like the Toy Story to go down like the ACC is gonna go down this year in the <laughs> tournament and have all the teams out. Oh. Of the hey, I, oh. hey, I, I mean Southeast <laughs> so, is. I mean that's such a strong year. So, um, so I'm going to vote Toy Story that. three, so they get uh, uh, some second round love, you know. So there, there, they, yeah. there they go. Um, I but I love, I hate, I hate to let go of Revenge of the Sith. It's, it's the best yeah. of the prequels. We still have an Empire Strikes Back, so we, we still got. Some oh, there's still Star Return of the Jedi. Star, the three originals are in. Oh, really? Okay. So there, yeah, they're all still. We'll go over that in a second. There's one more left all in right. our first round, Come. and this is Beauty and the Beast live action, the eight seed against the nine seed Avengers: Age of Ultron. Live action Beauty and the Beast versus Age of Ultron. Mm. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you and tell you I have not seen the Beauty and the Beast live action movie. So, well, there you go. (laughs) I feel like you guys take that into account. I I, I need, I need, uh, 
just help me clarify. So in in Beauty and the Beast. No, I got that one. Ultron, and which th- helped <laughs> me put my Marvel into perspective because it's it's been twenty twenty since I watched them all again. Which one? He's the. So he's the robot. He's the bad right. robot that he defeats kind of Jarvis and Jarvis. Iron Man wants to, uh, you know, create a, a sh- what is it, like a, a shield around the uni- the right. earth or whatever. And then it backfires and then the bad robot comes to life. And that's where vision right. comes in. Um, yeah. And that's when you see what, that's when you see Wanda uh, for the first time. It, it has a cool intro. It has a really okay. cool intro. I know what I'm going with. Okay, you go ahead then. (laughs) Oh, this is a tough one. Okay, I know so many people love. Well, y'all y'all know know I'm Age of Ultron because I haven't seen the other. So, yeah, there you go. Age of Ultron is not my favorite of the Marvel. Um, and but that's a lot of a lot of action that is really important part of the story, and it's a lot of new content. Beauty and the Beast. Um, is not my favorite of the live action. Now I've I've I stood by uh, the animated version earlier, right? We did push that one through, didn't we? Yeah. Yes, it did. It beat Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark. So it I'm I, um, I'm gonna go with this one. I'm gonna stick with Marvel, JD. So you can vote. Okay. Well, I mean, we know Dustin's gonna pick Marvel, but I I was also leaning towards. Um, I was leaning towards. Ultron, uh, because it's got some iconic scenes and it's one of the big uh, movies where all of the Avengers are in it. So it's hard not to pick it. Um, so good. Awesome. All right. That completes the first round. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, two hours in, we're now becoming a Joe Rogan. <laughs> I guess uh, we could podcast. split, you could split this um, up but, in two if we need to. Like if it, Nah, we'll we'll release this all in round one and let people kind of get through it on their own pace, you know, because you can always pause and come yeah. back later. So we apologize, yeah. everybody. This is so long, but hey, you can stop it. We're not forcing you to sit here and take it all in at once. Um, <laughs> but we will do the round two in the next one. We'll come back and do round two, and then you can maybe write us and let us know where you we, we messed up or what we we screwed up. Yeah, in this please whole do. Process. But I don't think we did. This looks actually pretty good to me. Um, just to go through, we have. We have looks like some good Star Wars representation. The original Star Wars, still the number one seed, still alive. It's going up against Swiss Family Robinson in the second round. You've got Sleeping Beauty against uh, Civil War, Marvel Civil War. You've got Monsters Inc. versus Spider-Man: Far From Home in the second round. You got Pirates, Black Pearl against Return of the Jedi. You got Snow White versus Lady and the Tramp. That's going to be a big, big um, second round. You got Infinity War against Peter Pan. Um, Bambi versus The Lion King, Frozen 2 versus Endgame, Jungle Book versus Attack of the Clones, The Last Jedi versus The Avengers, the original Avengers, Frozen versus Beauty and the Beast. Woo! That's going to be a great matchup. Um, Aladdin versus Iron Man, 101 Dalma- Dalmatians versus Age of Ultron, Pinocchio versus Mary Poppins. We're getting some you know, wow. interesting matchups here. Yeah. Iron Man 3 against Narnia. Uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and Toy Story 3 versus Empire Strikes Back. That's our round two Ooh. matchups coming on. It's going to be great. Goodness. Man. We're going to have to do some studying before this next <laughs> round. 
Got a lot to do there, man. But I it, love it. It, we're working it out. And man, I'm, I'm pumped about this. This is the first of many. Bra- I love brackets. Yeah. It's bracket yeah. time. March Madness. Can't think of more. Anything more. Any anything you would like to go back on? Do you anything you regret hey, you did today? Well, I, any, I regret. I would regret eighty percent of the ones that we had to let go. So, yeah. Okay. Because none of them are bad. There's only a couple of them here. I'm like, eh, oh, yeah. I mean, I, again, I mean, there are a couple yeah. that don't match to me, but they, I mean, like Three Men and a Baby and Armageddon don't feel like they really belonged on the list, but except that who they were owned by. But other than that, uh, there were a lot of a lot of these I hated to see go. Yeah. Well, this was yeah. fun, guys. Always enjoyed it. We could talk another 30 minutes about all this, but I actually <laughs> have to go get my kids from school also, who they will be really excited to hear this. They they will. I'm sure get a lot have lots of opinions on what we picked. Um, hey, please well. let so, us know if you've got an um, opinion. That would be a fun thing to share next time. What people thought, where we where we messed miss, missed it, and where we got it right. Love to hear what you think. Love it. But until next time, we've taken two hours and four minutes of your time. We thank you for that. We we don't we value that greatly, and uh, cannot wait to get back and finish this bracket out. Um, you can always touch base with us at whyilovedisney.com on Twitter and on Instagram. Interact with us. Let us know why you love Disney and what you love or hate about this bracket. Thank you for your time. Until next time, guys, it's fun as always. See you later. See you later. Have a good one.